This is the I Love Success Podcast. I'm Peter Jumrukovsky, and I have made a vow to myself to help as many people as possible to achieve their dreams. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success Podcast. My virtual world tour continues, and I'm super grateful today because I have two amazing women here they with they both have an amazing resume. I'm not going to go into all of that right now because they're just so amazing. And I think that the most incredible thing is that they are working on creating more consciousness in the world, especially during these times. And they just started a, a great program called Peace Inside Live. So we're going to share their journey, talk about consciousness, talk about healing, talk about love, life, and actually putting your head in your heart, because that's something that we all might need right now more than ever. So welcome, Jordana and Shira. Hi. Oh, I love that juicy intro. (laughs) Like, yes, yes, yes. I want to talk about all of those things. Yeah. I mean, it's (laughs) exciting. And uh, this is actually, I usually just have one guest, but this is my second podcast that I have two guests and I know uh, you are both great at talking. So I think we're going to have an amazing time. And the, the first thing I kind of want to touch base on is uh, healing. So uh, if we start with you, Jordana, can you just share a moment in your life when, you, when something happened and when you needed to heal and how, how you did that? Ooh, that is a great question. Well, you know, I have had the blessing of panic attacks at various points in my life, um, mostly in my adult life. And the first time I experienced a panic attack, I like, like most people who experience it for the first time, I didn't know what it was. Um, It happened when I broke up with a relationship with someone who I thought I was going to marry. And the relationship ended and I remember getting off the phone with him and just feeling this whole idea of a life that I thought was going to happen shrivel up and I couldn't breathe and I didn't know what was happening. Um, I called my dad who is, um, his profession is is in social work. And he said, he told me I was having a panic attack and um, to breathe and to find you know, a friend to hug. And, and I did that. And, and it was good for me to at least know at that time that, that, that was, um, that's what that was. I experienced it years later when I went to India um, and uh, I had quit my job. I had been working as an executive producer and I decided that I was gonna live in this question of who am I if not that? which is a whole other story of healing, but it led to me going to India to live on an ashram and realizing what I had done on day one and having a panic attack that lasted for two days, um, which I think was one of my biggest learning experiences in my life so far was getting myself out of that and, and, and working with what was going on with me then to get out of it. And that included um, allowing myself to feel it, to cry, to be frustrated, to um, to tell myself that it was okay to, if I needed to turn around and scratch all of it and go back to square one, um, and then to own my choice and to 
find a way out of it. You know, if, if the way out of it was just going to be one more day of this and then something else, it was like um, I was putting um, kind of holes in the sand, look like jumping up to this one, this one, this one, this one, until I got well enough to be able to then travel India for three months. But I, I sort of said, I'm just going to do this one more day and let me see if I can just do this one more week. And then it was two weeks and then it was, I'm good. So um, thank, thank you for sharing that. And I mean, when it comes to healing, especially in, in my life, when, when I, when something has happened to me, uh, I'm a problem solver. So I, I try to solve it. And that's been my biggest downfall instead of feeling it. Mm, uh, pragmatic. So, You're like a lot of men I've met actually. No, I'm not gonna- <laughs> Are we going that down that? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. You're just a bit triggering, Peter. You're yeah. just a bit triggering. <laughs> so now I was curious, Shira. Like, how how do you like how do you work with healing? Because I I'm I'm working on that. I'm better now, but I I feel like I want to solve it yeah. instead of feeling it. And I'm not a facilitator. So like in our partnership, I'm, you know, I'm passionate about these tools. I'm constantly working on myself and I've been fortunate enough to be around just incredible uh, gifted healers. Um, And yeah, similar actually. I mean, like even when I went to therapy yesterday and I was talking through a situation, I was talking about the situation versus how I felt about the situation. And I think a lot of us find ourselves doing that because it's easier to look at it because we think if we look at it and if we talk it through like the strategy and what happens and where, where we're at now and what the future is, that's our way of processing it. Because a lot of us didn't learn how to process it through our feelings, right? When we were younger. Like I think a lot of us, you know, our parents and God bless all of them, even th- they're figuring it out now with us. I mean, Jordan and I, our parents are in the classes right now for Peace Inside Live. And it's amazing wow. to see them attending. Um, and so... Yeah, even I have, I think I'm, I'm figuring out how to feel more, uh, feel those uh, feelings in my body and identify with how it feels in my body in order to really uh, move through what I'm going through versus hold on to it. Uh, and then that can manifest in so many ways, whether it be, you know, gut issues or whether it be, you know, uh, bloating or whether it be um, t- being tired or, you know, like uh, this weekend I, I was in Joshua tree and I, you know, I did some shrooms <laughs> and hey, um, I mean, I think it's like not, it's pretty normal right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and it's so crazy because the next day I felt like I literally, and this, Jordan, I don't know if I shared this with you, like I lost five pounds. I literally, I'd, you know, I'd gone through an experience. I cried a lot had that type of purging, not like throw up purging. Um, and the next day my friend goes, Shira, what did you do? You look like you've like lost a layer of yourself. And I do believe like feeling into things that are really deep, that are so subconscious is so important. However you do that. Obviously for me, I've done it through a shroom experience. Some people have done ayahuasca. Some people just have their own, they go in a bath, they go to therapy. I don't know what it is, but to allow yourself to feel through experiences or be able to tap into things that you might even not even know are there is just so important. Um, yeah, because I, I, you know, I've been also almost bankrupt with my company and I've been publicly fired from a big organization. And that was just like traumatic when I thought I was like at the height of my career and feeling like a, a loss of identity and like, I'm never going to survive this and it's career suicide. 
And I pushed through that. But even when we push through traumatic moments, we sometimes don't feel it because it's about survival. Right. So like that, a lot of that work is sometimes even after the fact. And then as you figure out the processes that work for you, you can then sometimes, uh, and, and get better dealing with it as it happens as well. And I mean, God, Sharon, that's so good. <laughs> I just like, I just like, I'm like, I, I love, I love it. That was so, like, so beautiful and like well articulate. I just want to say that, like, oh, that's exactly, what, that's exactly what we're doing, right? Like, what we're trying to create space for is for people to become their own healers through these tools, because um, feeling is healing. When we feel something, whether we feel it because we're able to sit with it in the moment of meditation that in action, or whether it be, you know, going off and, and sure, a psychedelic experience, whether it be breath work, sound healing, you know, and we have many classes that facilitate feeling that is healing because you're feeling it and it transforms. You can't feel, it won't, it won't stay the same if you truly feel it and you go into the depth of that feeling, it transforms into something else. And let's talk about shame. So there's a lot of people right now that are losing their jobs. They feel, uh, they feel like they're in a failure. How are they going to support their family? They're ashamed of, uh, of it. How, how can we, through, through breathing and movement, help uh, working on those feelings? Mm, yeah. You know, I, I would say that like one of the, one of the most important practices in in that is to see what's happening, right? To be able to see what's happening without judging what's happening. Of course, like there's so much going on in, in our worlds and in our individual lives. Meditation is a tool that we can use to sit with what is and to, to see it, right? And to see that there are these thoughts coming up that um, are saying, you know, you're failing or um, you're not worthy. Um, and, and we can see that that's happening. And when we can see that that's happening, then that, that we, can, we can say, oh, you know, negative thought or delusion or, um, you know, just labeling it so that it becomes detached from who I am. Because who I am is not this thought or this feeling. That's something that's going to change. So the, the first step is to, is to be able to sit with it and identify it without any judgment, just as something that's occurring now that will change because everything does change, right? I mean, life is in motion. So it is really unfortunate when I sit with it. Um, and if anyone's an empath, it's you could feel like the collective hurts right now and it sucks. Um, and that's why it's important for us to be there for ourselves and each other right now. Uh, to come from a place of non-judgment and love and compassion. And uh, yeah, similar to what Jordana said, I mean, having compassion for ourselves and realizing like, it's not about perfection. Like there's no one right way right now. And that, you know, like it's so cliche, the, the saying it does, it does get better and, and life happens in motion. And like, it also is, um, the perfect time to release it back and say like, okay, I've been doing all these things in my life that maybe are not there anymore. Like they've either, I've lost my job, my company's falling apart. So, wow, I get to go back to square one. What a beautiful gift to really like look back at what I was doing and say, did I actually love it? Is this something I actually want to do? Or does this create an opening for a new chapter? Um, 
I mean, a year ago when I had like broken off a relationship and so I had a, you know, ending a relationship, my company basically went from like seven figure year to like zero figure year. <laughs> so I kind of went through this a year ago and like, I couldn't even afford my rent. And like, I was like, what is going on? Why am I here? And I had to do a lot of soul searching. And also I, I simplified my life. You know what I mean? Like, and I got over my ego around what I thought my life should be in that moment. And by simplifying, I was able to take away the stress and the pressure I was putting uh, on myself for keeping up with this idea or being attached to this idea of what has been or what I thought would be. I think, I think that's, thank you for sharing that. I mean, it, it's so crazy when we, when we do things in our lives, sometimes we put them, we feel that this is who I am, right? But, and the only way, like I'm studying success and, and most of the people on my, on my show that's been super successful, I realized that a lot of them are, the reason why they became so successful in the first place was that they were searching for approval and searching for love. So they went out and did all this crazy shit. And at the end of the road, <laughs> they realized that, oh, hey, I, it doesn't really it doesn't really change because the journey, the journey never ends, right? If we always, I'm a goal chaser. I always chase goals, but I also try to, to stop and kind of smell the flowers because I do realize even though I achieve something that is great, quote unquote, for me, uh, tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to want something else because that's part of human nature. We, we, we want to grow and we want to learn new things. We want to have challenges. So I, I think, I think that's a, such a hard thing and and i want to kind of go to to something that i'm really curious about jordana i know you you went to nepal uh the himalayas there and i i always wanted to go there myself can you just talk about that next trip peter you got to go the next trip Uh, i would love to i would love to (laughs) (laughs) i hope we get to go in october i really 2025 (laughs) oh god oh god (laughs) yeah so the, the, the feeling of the Himalayas, oh my goodness. Um, it's just so awe-inspiring and beautiful. The, the expansive nature. And also, gosh, the people who live in the mountains, you know? When we, when we trek through the Himalayas, through the mountains, we stay in what's called a, a Nepalese tea house. And they are, it's like a guest house that's we're, we're put up by people who live in the mountains, the, the Sherpa people. And they welcome us in and, and this, the rooms are simple, but we're so glad to have them, you know, a, a bed with a, a blanket and pillow. And then this beautiful dining area with a wood burning stove and they make you home cooked meals. Jordana makes it very luxurious. <laughs> Sounds amazing. No, I mean, I mean, it was, it was very, it felt, you do get used to it, but it like, just to give some context, like it has a bit of a, is that weird? It's like hostile like too, but like <laughs> you yeah. shift your, it's amazing what start at first, the first tea house, remember we stayed out Jordana. Well, you've been there at, to them before, but I remember when I had just been to my first one, I was like, oh my God. And then you're like, do I want to use this blanket? Like, is it clean? And then by the end, you're just like, give me all this stuff. I'm going to just like <laughs> lie down. You need so, you, yeah, you lose that like criticism or just that 
like, I don't know, um, what's, what's that word I'm looking for where you're like- The, the critique. Person, yeah, and, and the personal preferences of like, I need this or I need that to feel X. You just kind of embrace it all. Yeah, yeah, you, it's like, and, and for me, like, I, you know, I've been, I've been there a couple of times and um, led different groups and I just, you know, the simplicity of it is beautiful and I, I'm just so happy that it's there, you know, and that they're so, they're so kind and welcoming and, and happy that we're, we're, we're there and hiking and there's this sense of community. Um, I love that. So I, I love the, the, the people of Nepal and the mountains and um, it's all part of the experience. Um, and it's and what very do you feel when you're there? Do you feel something special in your mind and heart? Is, do you feel that there's some type of different consciousness over there or? Yeah, the, I mean, the mountains definitely have a consciousness. And um, I, I was in Peru actually um, in August and I met an elder there who told me that um, the Andes and the Himalayas are like the yin and yang of the, of the globe. And so the Andes are, it's, it's the yin side and the Himalayas are, are the yang side. So it's actually, the Himalayas are representing the masculine in, in the world and the mountains and the Andes, the feminine. And, and that actually made a lot of sense to me as I thought about the kind of people who um, gravitate towards the Himalayas and the kind of people who gravitate um, to the Andes. And, and, you know, in my own experience in leading retreats, it, it, especially to places like Everest, the people who want to join for Everest Base Camp are like real like go-getters, um, people who um, set big goals for themselves, who want large transformation. And, and that's a, a, a very um, masculine um, way of thinking. And so I, I find that to be quite interesting, that that energy is, is definitely there. Jordana, uh, you know what I realized in you saying that was that I signed up for your trip right after I came back from Peru. Mm. So it was like I'd come, I was in Peru at Machu Picchu yeah, um, and Sacred Valley. And it was just like, it was like I got, the, that just reminded me of that, the attraction to the yin and yang. It was literally, it, it came to me and I went to it. It was just, because those are the only two big trips I did pretty much that year. Yeah. Wow. So or it's like, like that, you, not that you're in that cycle in a way. Well, you could almost like, it's almost as if you naturally were looking yes. to find that balance in nature, you know, that you had been held by, you know, the, the mother in, um, in Peru. And, you know, that's also where um, Mother Ayahuasca is as well. Right? I didn't do that, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> there, but that, but, you know, that, that's like yeah. the, the goddess feminine energy there. And then, and then yeah, the, the Himalayas. Like, it's, it's very masculine. It's wild. It's like, do, 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 you know, kind of energy. And it's also very beautiful and, and strenuous. Oh, Yeah. That too. Peter, That's I don't know, Peter, if you if you know that I did her trip last year no, I didn't to Everest Base Camp. And oh my God, I think I'm going to sneeze. I have this diffuser I got with all these oils. <laughs> it's now blowing in my face. Let it out. Let it out. Woo! No, um, we, it's like peppermint and lemon worry. and lavender. <laughs> the thing with social distancing over here. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what I was going to say do is the that- elbow. If you're going to sneeze, please do it. <laughs> What I was going to say is that um, in doing that trip, and Jordana knows because we were together, I mean, the whole time and trekking together a lot of the time, 
um, for the first week, I still was a bit attached to my phone. You know, you can barely get a signal, but you still can. You get Wi-Fi in certain places. And I was finishing up some projects, but, and I was really um, still trying to, I was stubborn with being connected. It was kind of like, I still was like, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some time away, but you know, I still can answer things. So people, like I told my friends and like even uh, my staff and people I work with, like, don't, don't think I'm not going to respond. I'm not just going MIA in the mountains here. But by the second week, I just didn't give a shit anymore. I just like, literally, it was the first time I actually really disconnected where, because as you go higher and higher, you do, you have less and less connectivity. And at a certain point, you just let go instead of continuing to refresh Instagram and upload. You know, I was like, I really want to keep people updated in real time. I just, I kind of gave up. <laughs> there was there was a lot of peace in giving that up. And it was the first time I would say I was as present as I ever was because it is very strenuous. There are moments like you're going on a six hour trek and it's kind of like drizzling and cold and you don't know how long it's going to be. It's like, you feel like, and you're in these spaces that are like Star Wars, you know, the not the desert, but like it's semi, uh, you know, uh, dry, but then- Looks some, like another some, planet. Yeah, it looks like you're on another planet and there's yeah. no end in sight. And you're like asking the, um, the, you know, the facilitators and the guides, like, how much longer? How much longer? Like, oh yeah, you see that uh, that hill there or that point? Like, like, and you're like, I they mean, play with they play with your mind. They do. Yeah, they joke just with a so, little bit more, just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. you just kind of have to just go with it. It's like a meditative experience. And I remember just being like, my process. And some people listen to music, and uh, others might just walk in silence. I just had my affirmations. I'm powerful. I'm healthy. I'm worthy. Yeah. What was your? I'm do you remember your mantra? Oh my God, that you gave me. Yeah. Um, shoot, I, I should look that up. You need to look <laughs> I should that up. actually look I that up. I remember the moment that we, so when we go on these trips, everybody gets a mantra um, or like, you know, it's a, a mantra or a sankalpa. It's a, re, a resolve to help them move through some of the more difficult moments, something that's very personal for whatever they're facing in their life. And I work with them to come up with it. And, and then we, we say it out loud many times as we're breathing and as we're walking, and then we, we shout it out loud and uh, we find ways for that to really sink in and, and feel right. And, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a powerful process. And I always, I love it as well because I feel everyone's mantra and I kind of yeah. get to live their mantra. I remember, she, I remember where we were when we came yeah, up with your Shira. Like I remember like the way the rocks looked and um but i don't remember what it was it was something about nice. yeah. mm. i'm trying to find my journal i thought maybe one of my yeah. journals is here and i'll have to look and i think it's so lovely when i see you like let me look at my journal and then you just pull up a journal full of notes <laughs> it's not that one I have a bunch of my journals. that's so that's so uh spiritual uh slash uh, la but hey. you know, i i love it i i love to journal my, myself and i want to i want to I want to tell you a story about my grandfather because I want mm. to talk about a peace of mind and I, yeah. I want to get your perspective on this. So my grandfather lived his whole life in a small village in Macedonia. He had two cows, uh, a beautiful wife uh, that he loved, and that was their household and they had some land. Uh, that, that was their life. And I've never met a more happy man with 
more peace of mind. And that's so crazy because yeah. I'm almost done 200 episodes on my podcast with all these crazy people going to outer space, winning UFC championships and all of that shit. And then I'm, I'm contemplating why does why was my grandfather so mm. seemed so centered and seemed to have peace of mind so what's your thought on like how do we how do we get peace of mind in our lives and at the same time not live in a village with just two cows you know we've got to live our lives for ourselves right and for and for getting to know who we are who we truly are we're also we're also similar and yet also um unique and finding a way to be true to who we are is a way to find peace inside and so your grandfather um you know that that was his life he enjoyed that simple life living you know with um with, with very little and, you know, with two, um, ox, was it? Or cow? Cows. Cows. It was the cows. Yeah. <laughs> cow. You know, I mean, that's that he, he found, he found fulfillment there. I, I think that, you know, it's, it's a little bit harder when we're, when we become influenced by others, you know, and especially in, in the West, we're influenced by seeing what other people have and, we, we get something and then we, it's not good enough. We want something else. We want to upgrade to the next iPhone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like more, more, more. And, and like running after desires creates a gap within us where we are unfulfilled and we're always in this state of seeking. But if we can turn and look inwards and really seek what, what actually truly matters to me and how do I want to be with myself, the, the key in doing that is to first relax and and create a, a non-judgmental environment for yourself to be who you are um and and when we do that then we can create the external life that matches the internal life and that might look like having two cows or it might look like um you know having two cars uh, it's really uh a creation that comes, I think, from getting to know who you truly are, you know, and, and through a lens of, of also of love, right? That's awesome. And I'm curious here what your yeah. thoughts are, because you, you basically had went on an incredible journey in your life, uh, if we speak in both, both internally and externally during different times of your life. So can you just talk about, talk about that? And like, wh when, when do you find the most peace of mind? It's interesting because I think that when you're in acquisition mode and you're on that journey and you're on that uh, ride, you're just trying to keep up and strategize in, in order to hold on to it. And then when you hit the wall, it's like a huge loss and a suffering and torture. And you're like, why did I work this hard if I was going to lose everything? And then you don't know what to do with yourself, right? Yeah. The thing is, what I've found is once there's acceptance and then you start, then I start working on myself again, kind of because I forgot about that because I was focusing on all the things I had to uh, keep going. Yeah. I actually, there's peace on the other side of that. And I feel like I've been through the cycle a few times now. And as I get older, I'm not like old, old, but I'm starting to realize the pattern and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And sometimes you need to experience things over and over again until you learn the lesson, right? Yeah. Um, 
And so I do believe in simplicity. I, you know, a lot of people like even Ryan Holiday talk about stoicism. And I, I do think there's something to be said about keeping it simple, you know, and the more things you have, the more things you have to maintain and keep up with. And yeah, that in itself, me just saying that sounds stressful. <laughs> so it's like, um, and some people are fortunate enough to be like, yeah, I can maintain that and have other people to handle it. And I could just keep my mind focused on the present. Well, a lot of times when you have a lot of stuff going on, it's more stuff to focus on and figure out that isn't about you and isn't about the present. Uh, and, and I don't, I do also think with our, with the things we connect to our identity and um, whether it be experiences or positions or job or aspirations, they become us versus they be, they're the experience. So like, I think if we can enjoy those things as the experience and as something that we get to enjoy in the present and it's, it's about curiosity versus those things are about who we are, we can then separate it and then we can enjoy them for the moment. And then if they pass, like if I was in space one time, but then I'm back here, I can reminisce, but saying like, but this is me, I'm the journey. And that was just part of the experience. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. I think we, we, we are going through like life has seasons, right? That uh, too. And we have to realize that. Yeah. Like nature doubt, like, I mean, I'm, such a student of this, by the way. So I'm kind of like very simplifying it and it's self and like surface, scratching the surface, but like yeah. e even Taoism, which I'm curious about, it is about that really being in flow of like, we are nature. And if we can identify more with nature, maybe we wouldn't um, think that we need to be stuck in a certain season. We would just all want to be in, um, in the bloom. We all want to be in the bloom in the summertime. <laughs> we don't want to yeah. be, be the tree that has its dying leaves. You know, yeah. or the fall. I mean, I think it's okay. I, I was an athlete for many years, and if I look at if I look at it from a performance perspective, actually, when I let go, my performance went up, uh, mm. which is kind of crazy. Uh, mm. And I, I also mm. felt much better. I was enjoying myself better. So, so I think that there could be some type of co correlation as well. Just just yeah. because you're uh, want to do good doesn't mean that you have to hold on to everything like uh, yeah that's a big yeah. part of it yeah yeah like the to of course you know do your we always do our best right do your best of course show up you know in excellence but um the gripping to needing this certain result um mm, yeah. it's very limiting because you could actually um surpass that you know result who, you know, whatever this is, as soon as you like say, I'm, this is what it's going to be, then um, you lose sight of something greater than it could be. And also if you fall quote unquote short of what you think it needs to be, then you've missed the mark. You've created a, a reason for you to be unworthy of when that's not true. Yeah. Right? The, the, the truth is in the experience of it, in the in your life and the journey towards it being your curriculum to grow yeah. so that the next challenge is one that you can, um, you know, instead of hop through, leap through. Yeah. That's so powerful. Yeah. The, the attachment and the holding on, it, it does uh, breed a lot of suffering and you're right. And then you stop having fun. They're like, where's the joy? Like, you know, uh, this weekend, the song Hey Jude came up and it was all about don't keep the weight of the world on your shoulders. Uh, 
Uh-huh. You know, like, and that literally came up, by the way, in the sound, this is such a hippy-dippy conversation, in the sound bath, the sound healing that we did on Peace Inside Live, the song popped up. And I started laughing because it's so true. We create so much weight on ourselves and pressure. And it's like, we deserve to give ourselves the break. We are worthy of that break of, of letting go to just enjoy it all for what it is. Love that. I have two final questions and then I'll let you guys go. Uh, so uh, one thing I want to talk about consciousness, like how, how do we create more consciousness in the world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, first is what is consciousness? Mm. What, what, do yeah, we what is it, Jordana? <laughs> I mean, I think that we, you know, many people have different um, thoughts about what is consciousness. For me, uh, it's consciousness is this idea of being awake, um, mm. to, to seeing um, reality as it is. Mm. And what is reality as it is? My, my personal belief is the reality as it is, is the interconnectedness of beings. Mm. And, and how rather than being separate, isolated, alone, that there's the, the not separateness, right? The opposite of separateness is our, um, our common humanity. And so um, consciousness is awakening to that idea that what I do affects every other being on this planet. Mm. Yeah, that yeah. resonated. That's... Uh... I think uh, that's powerful and important. And I think in order to raise consciousness, um, you get to do that inner work to really identify with, with that, to understand that so you're, it's like you're really feeling it versus it being like a concept, like really feeling into what that means for you and leading by example. Because we can't necessarily, I mean, we can share it with others and spread the love and all that. But if we're not feeling it ourselves, why do we think that's the vibration we're going to share with others and other beings in the world and all that be of service in that way? It's also such a hard, it's like really hard to get, mm-hmm. you know, and totally. I think that even like in, in my own like practice with all of this, like what, like some people are like, when did you become so spiritual? <laughs> I know, just, I know, <laughs> you know, you got to feel it. I think that's, that's kind of like, I'm a, I'm a martial artist. And when I, sometimes mm. when I'm in a, in a fight, I don't see anything else. It's that moment where nothing exists. And mm. I'm totally aware of, of what's going on in that, that moment. I also feel that sometimes when I'm in nature by myself, yeah. when yeah. I'm breathing or, or, or when I'm with someone that I truly love. So it's, it's hard to put a definition on it. So I, I guess for people out there that are like, hey, this is all, this is all crap and bullshit, you got to feel it. You got to <laughs> give it a chance, right? Uh, yeah. In order to experience it. It's, it's like the, it's this dissolving away of the self as we have grown up to know it, which is really what, what's referred to as the ego. And the ego is the, the part of us that takes on labels, that wants to define who we are by what we do, who we associate with, what we put in our bodies, all of that um, not relevant when we, when we talk about consciousness, when we talk about something bigger and greater than this um, body vessel vehicle that I go through life in, but mm-hmm. rather 
what I am connected to as uh, you know, a being is so much more than any label could possibly give me because I am beyond me. I am all of us. And that, and that idea is, is tricky and you have to yeah. let go of the idea of who you are in order to start to understand even just for a split second and a split second of that, you know, of that feeling, that understanding is, is so powerful. You don't need to be in it all the time. It's, we can't all be in it yeah. all the time. But just to, just to have this thought of, whoa, how connected we are. And, and I think that, by the way, this time that we're in now is really showing us um, that you know, what, I do, what I do, how that affects others. And, it's almost um, like an invisible ice cream, right? That you can't see all the time, but it tastes really good when you do see it. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and you get you need to be open and I have two of those. I know, right? Uh, and, and I do think a lot of people, uh, uh, and I say this with non-judgment, like do limit themselves in, in, in ways when they say, I, I can't, or um, it's, you know, I don't know, this sounds stupid or this sounds yeah. too much. I say, well, what do you have to lose in just dropping into something else? Yeah. What do you have to lose? You know what I mean? Um, and in the end, a lot of the, those people I, I, I've talked to, or sometimes it's friends or people I date, I say, well, do you feel like you figured it out? Like, are you f so joyful and happy and everything's perfect in your life that you're like, and a lot of times I would assume like none of, you know, there is suffering. There is possibly like things in our lives that we're not happy with. So I go, why not see what else is out there? Like why, why limit yourself just because you feel like these things might be yet yeah, too spiritual or yeah. hippy dippy, or you might have this idea of what they mean based on groups of people that you feel like you don't identify with. So just yeah. keep an open mind to what's possible. Yeah. And that's actually, that brings us back to yeah. the, the idea of inner peace, you yeah. know, um, like when we open our minds to what is possible, which means that I'm not limiting myself based on who I think I am that I could actually be, you know, perhaps so humble to say, maybe I don't even know, like maybe I can't even know, then everything becomes possible. Curiosity into what mm. else there is uh, means that it's not just like what I achieve in my lifetime, it's what you achieve in your lifetime and how can I support you in achieving that in your lifetime? And, and you know, very much in the vein of what, you know, you said your, your purpose in this podcast is Peter right? Mm. To, to highlight the success of others, you know, and to, to all lift each other up in this world. That's, that's elevating consciousness. And it's not just, you know, some, that one other, it's all of us. Mm. Love that. Uh, final question. Uh, so let's talk about uh, real quick, people that have been listening to this right now, and they, they want to start taking some action in their own life to to come a little bit closer to their goal or, or be more aware or have more consciousness or heal? Like what's, what's the first thing that they can do right now? Nana, do you wanna? <laughs> I mean, I, I like I, there's uh, one acceptance and just like sitting here and just being like, where am I at? Where am I at? How do I feel? Like write it down. What, what does that mean to me? What, uh, you know, 
what do I want to feel? How, how can I enjoy this world in this moment? Uh, I think just being aware of the awareness is super key. Um, that's and, really important. And then taking action, yeah. right? Like it, taking action um, towards, and, and it's like, okay, it's like you don't necessarily know where to go. Mm -hmm. um, well, um, I mean, that's what we've created also. Like we've created a place and there are so many like great creators and teachers who've yeah. Um, yeah. made spaces for, for this, especially in this time. Um, but take a class, you know, and, and um, set a goal to take, um, you know, five classes a week and to set up your own daily practice. It doesn't have to be long. Mm -hmm. My life changed with a 10 minute practice every day. And um, what, you know, wow. Like, I, I mean, I went from, you know, wearing four inch heels, um, like being the scariest woman in the office, you know, like all these, like really, you know, to um, being barefoot in the Himalayas, right? Like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's small. I think we we look at um, shifts or it feels like, oh my God, we need to take a huge leap of faith or, oh, this is gonna be a lot of work. But I think we just need to be kind to ourselves and take the small, like small incremental steps and changes yeah. versus it being like, I'm gonna change my life overnight. I mean, that it doesn't that happen that way. Yeah, it doesn't happen. And, and be be patient, be patient with yourself, right? So yeah, like what Jordana said, like, Figure out a, a morning and night, nighttime rituals and practices that work for you. I mean, as simple as even, you know, yeah, some meditation. And you could start with the gu guided meditations to taking, obviously, Peace Inside Live. We're going to shameless plug, but like live, these live interactive classes we, we are doing in these safe spaces where people are coming in from all backgrounds and from all around the world, right? Um and it's very personal and intimate. And, and these are things that even like, I would say our parents are doing and they've never done any of these things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, and then to, you know, to, from that to even as simple as, you know, taking your journal and writing down what you're grateful for in the morning and the night. Gratitude is so key. Whenever I'm feeling like, uh, things aren't working out or I'm feeling like this tug of war with myself, I just sit in the present in the present and I say, what am I grateful for in this moment? I look around my, my flowers, the, my lights, um, my beautiful diffuser here with the, you know, peppermint, um, seeing beautiful faces right now who I love and who, um, you know, love me up. Right. So like really being clear on the, the minute you're, you kind of take that all in. I mean, I don't know who doesn't feel that energy go back up. It's like, do you want to free medicine. Do you want to do a gratitude practice? Can yeah, we, we do can. one? Yeah. Um, Peter, I have, it's a game and um, I call it stream of consciousness gratitude. Okay. And we go for, um, each person gets to go. Usually I do it for like a minute to a minute and a half, but we could just do 30 seconds yep. um, each. And well, I set the timer and then you just start saying everything you're grateful for and try not to have any pauses in between things. Yes. Are you down? Yeah, let's do it. I, yeah, you, do, do I need to do it too? I already just did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter's gonna go. Yeah, 30 right. seconds starting now. I'm grateful for you, Donna. I'm grateful for Shira. I'm grateful for Lillian, my family, life, California, sun, martial arts, uh, my heritage, uh, that I get to meet so many amazing people. 
Uh, I'm grateful for the sun, uh, the moon, uh, the weather, the dolphins. <laughs> I'm grateful for food. I love coffee. And I'm just grateful on life. Yes. <laughs> Where are the dolphins? Where are you seeing dolphins? <laughs> I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> oh, wow. This is like a secret dolphin spot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's like, it's a, it's a fun one to do. Cause I mean, look at you, well, you're smiling now. And so then I, I say to you, wow, you have so much to be grateful for. It's amazing. You know, just to affirm it. And, um, and I like to, I actually like to press people to do about like a minute and a half to two minutes yeah. because some really good stuff starts to come out. It's a really good exercise. And I think everybody who has listened and watched this should definitely do it right now. And yeah. you should definitely go to peaceinside.live and check out these amazing classes. There are classes every day. Uh, you know, this is, this is what we live for, to, to make people feel better and to, to feel good about ourselves and create good lives. And because that, mm. that's what, what it's all about. So uh, Jordana and Shira, I really appreciate you guys. And uh, people want to connect with you. Is peaceinside.live the best place to go? Yeah, peaceinside.live. And then on Instagram, we're at peaceinsidelive. Um, I'm at Jordana is yoga on Instagram and Shira is at Shira Lazar. Yeah, very easy to find us. And we're very accessible. Just shoot us an email, our, our first name at peaceinside.live if you want to get in touch and collaborate or if you have any questions. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. And thank you to everybody who actually listened and watched. And you, if you're still here at 35, 40 minutes in, <laughs> uh, this must have been at least of some value to you. Uh, I have a big mission. I want to help at least 10 million people to go after their dreams. Uh, but right yeah. now, you are the most important person to me. So if you enjoy this, this podcast, this episode, show me some love, uh, share it with someone that needs to hear this message, give us a review, check us out on ilovesuccess.co. We have almost 200 of these amazing conversations and I can't even believe that these cool people want to talk to me. So I'm so grateful for that, that I get to share their story. So thanks again. And uh, peace, love, uh, whatever we want to say more. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank, Thank you, you so much, guys. Peter. Bye, this guys. This has been awesome. Yeah. Here's a virtual hug. I yes, virtual hug. Do.